Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksitRadio.com, baby. What up, what up, what's up? I am so glad to be back with you this week. I'm very, very grateful to um, introduce you to our guest that is coming on the show. And I will tell you about her in a few minutes. Um, but for, for right now, I did want to update you guys on some things that are happening. First of all, we just completed our um, Beat Cultural Relocation Tour number 13. And 13 was, I guess you could say, a lucky number. It was a really, really great group. Um, we actually know, no shade to my other groups. You know, I, I love, I love all of y'all, but I have to give the farewell dinner turnout prize to drum roll beat number 13. When I tell you, we had such an amazing time on our, on our dinner. So like when you come on our black expats in Panama cultural relocation tour, the last night is the night for our clients, you know, um, it is pretty intense. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We have one day where we just chill and turn up and we learn a lot of culture, but we have a lot of fun. And that's our Caribbean culture day, a cultural Caribbean day. But other than that, every day we are up and out by eight o'clock in the morning because we have, it's a five day trip and we try to get as much in as we can. So, um, when we went to our, our cultural Caribbean day um, this time, it was it was an ama amazing because on the cultural Caribbean day, um, we opened that up and it's that's the only day that is an a la carte or open, you know, open to the public day of our tour. And it gives we do it because it gives our um, our guests the uh, opportunity to meet other black expats who are already living in Panama, you know, people that are passing through that are thinking about living in Panama. But, you know, we go on a very large bus to uh, Cologne for that Caribbean day. And this was the first time that we've literally sold out, you know, uh, with COVID and just for comfort, comfort, um, comfort of our guests. I never maximize, you know, um, the, the number of passengers to the number of seats. So we tried to keep the um, the 50 passenger bus for Caribbean day and we try to keep the maximum to like 35 and that was it, we're there. And so we had a great day in, um, in Cologne, you know, um, they really, really did embrace that. So I just wanted to give a shout out to beat number 13. The other thing about that, that was um, special about beat number 13 is that it is our last cultural relocation tour until December 1st. During the months of October and November, um, we do not um, do excursions or the tours uh, here in Panama. And partly because the weather starts to change a little bit, you get more rain during those times. And during November, there's also a lot of holidays. So, you know, just to make sure we don't have people here where things aren't available and stuff like that. So, we actually um, take those two months off and during those two months, you know, it's great because we get to catch up on, you know, some of our meetups and, you know, get to do things to, you know, connect with other people that are already in the community a little bit more. So make sure 
that you stay tuned and follow us so that you can be abreast of those activities that will be coming up in, uh, um, in October and November. We have a group called Single and Satisfied in um, Black Expats in Panama has a single and satisfied um, group. And we will be having our first activity in October. And then we also have a Black Expats in Panama B2B um, network, which is a network of um, businesses here in Panama and those who want to relocate and do business here in, um, in Panama. So we have an exclusive network there. And we're going to actually have our first B2B network event um, in October as well. So like I said, just stay tuned. We will be in Cartagena um, for like the first week in the, you know, the last of October and the first week of, of November. We'll be there um, partly on, uh, we're having a group that that's going there and it's sort of like, it's a meetup with relocation options available. You know, if you want to get, you know, more information about relocating while you're there on the tour with us, that's that's fine. That's great. We have um, some resources to connect you with. And of course, you know, we're going to be doing the cultural thing. So super, super, super excited about all the things that are um, yet to come. As far as the next Cultural Caribbean Day, for those of you who are planning your vacation, um, to Panama in December. That day, that open day will be on December 3rd. And you can purchase your um, ticket and we'll give you a beep discount code where you can save $50 and um, off the price. And so your total price will be $150 for the day. Um, in Cologne, it includes your lunch, it includes entertainment, you know, the transportation to and from Cologne, the transportation from the marina to the private island that we go to, and just, you know, um, you know, water and stuff like that on the bus, beverages on the beach. Baby, we turn up, we have a good time. Not to mention, you know, we have our amazing um, tour professional extraordinaire, T.O. Jolly, and he breaks it all down to us about the history of the cologne and <clears throat> why cologne is the way that it is. We go to Cologne, uh, we go to Puerto Bello, and it's just an amazing, amazing day. If you've seen any of the videos, you will definitely not want to miss it. It is just an amazing day. Um, the December um, tour, the relocation tour for December is sold out. We are sold out for the entire year of 2022. Uh, however, 2023 um, dates have been released. February and March are just about sold out. So if you were thinking about those two months in particular, they're really selling out quickly. The other ones have uh, a more, more flexibility. So, But if you want to go February and March, you probably need to book as soon as possible before we actually um, sell out. So then we wanted, I wanted to tell you guys about our beep community platform. Our beep community platform or BCP is just this amazing thing that we have going. And um, it's at blackexpatspanama.com. Okay. And the wonderful thing about this platform is there is, if there is exclusivity to being a member of this platform, it is a paid platform membership. You know, we're not asking for donations or anything like that. You get discounts on our meetups. 
you get discounts if you're like an annual member. You actually can get discounts on your on your next beat relocation tour. And I think it's 5%. So if you're considering a beat relocation tour, what might be good money for you is to go ahead and become a, uh, a VIP member and do your annual membership um, to save money, to do your annual membership and to qualify for those major discounts. So we do those discounts. Members are invited, VIP members come to our farewell dinners um, at no charge. We have a limited number that we allow every month. So when you want to come, you just got to let us know. And we usually will send out a reminder or put something on the page um, if you're here. For our standard membership um, guest uh, members, you can come to, it'll be a fee for you, a little bit of a fee um, because the memberships are different. And um, But nevertheless, there are the benefits and um, you can come to that as well. We have classified on this um, community platform. If you have recently moved to Panama and you need some things that maybe other black expats in the region might have, like, you know, you're looking for Afro or African-American art or anything like that, you can list for free in the classified section on our Beat Community platform. You know, you can create and engage in groups and are on our platform. It, it just, I mean, the, the it's limitless. Then you also have uh, a 10 day pass if you're coming to Panama City and you can be on the platform to kind of see what's going on. Um, the, the, the best benefit for the 10 day is the, um, the best benefit for the 10 days is the event. Now there are some events that we list on the group, um, but not all, you know, but we list every event that we, find happening in and around Panama City on our Beat Community platform. So if you want to be in the know and know where to go, plus see anything that's happening with Black Expats in Panama, you can get that 10-day pass for about $5 um, right now. So you got to check it out. It's just it's just an amazing thing. And as far as our, our reasoning behind the um, platform is... The platform is a place that will release like, you know, exclusively video interviews that will just be released on the platform for like up to six, six months, at least before other people get to see them. So those are the kind of benefits that you will get, not to mention, you know, one on one time and opportunities um, to to get with me. Be surprised how many people just call and they say, hey, I want to pick your brain. It's just not that easy for me to do that um, anymore. And so we are trying to position this so that, you know, it's it's equitable and fair. You know, the other good thing about the Beat Community Platform is it's an amazing business opportunity for those of us within the community and outside of the community that want to market to the Black Expats in Panama group. We have thousands of uh, members across our social networks. And what you can do is you can buy a business membership where you will be listed. Um, you will, um, everybody will have access to your listing depending on what level membership you buy. I think we have silver, gold, and platinum. You get interviews um, through, uh, through our, our networks. Not only that, we will promote your network on the, the group, the Facebook group, which is the largest one-stop shop right now for the Black expats in Panama. We have over 6,000 members just on that group. 
And so we don't allow people to promote anymore on that group. If you want to be promoted throughout the um, Black Expats and Panama Network, the way to do it is to become a paid business subscriber to our um, Beep Community Platform. The Beep Community Platform provides great value um, for our members, plus a great business opportunity for businesses that want to legitimately engage with us. But the other thing that it does, it provides a supplemental source of revenue for us to continue to do the things that we do. There are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes with Black expats in Panama and um, a lot of work that goes into this that there is just no charge for. You know, we still do not charge for many of the services and that we, we provide. Not only that, you know, I have a mission to make sure that people even coming from the smallest, you know, towns uh, that have never traveled. Like we're going to meet Taryn today and she has traveled more than anyone else that I know in the world. OK, um, but there are some of us who have never left our, our town. And I want you to know, I come from a very small town like that too. That's by, you know, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. And I just want you to know that this can be for you too. And, and even if it's not for you, that this can still be a viable issue, a viable thing for you to explore. So I don't want our tours to be so expensive that we outprice people that I want to, that I want to embrace. Okay. And so it's just very important to me to keep the prices reasonable. Um, of course, our prices have to go up periodically. The We had to go up for our 2023 um, tour because basically we were working off a 2021 crisis, okay? And um, But I want to make sure that people that want to be a part of this can be a part of this. Super, super, super important um, to me. And so in order to help keep our prices down and continue to provide the what what did the Beat 13 tour? So many people told me this so exceeded my expectations. We get that all the time. They talk about the quality t-shirts, the amazing swag bags, the awesome food, you know, that we provide on our um on our tours, just the first class treatment, you know, that you get. And we want to continue to do that plus. So in order to help us continue to be great, you know, and to grow the Beep community platform, your being a part of that platform helps us to continue to do that, to continue to put the videos out and um, to have the reasonably priced um, tours, you know, to be able to do complimentary consultations and different things like that to, you know, prevent, uh, present um, discounts to our loyal members and provide business opportunities for others. So it is, it, it's just amazing, y'all. Oh my gosh, it's just so amazing. So much amazing stuff going on. And we will also be expanding our Black culture part of the tour and even moving into something a, more, more, a little bit more independent option of the relocation piece. So stay tuned because we have a lot coming and we have a lot in store for you. We have a lot in store for 2023. And I just, I just want to say thank you. The things that are happening right now it's just like I could not have, you know, it was just so much bigger than I could have possibly seen. And I'm just grateful to each and every one of you who helped to make all of that um, possible. And of course, I always give God all the glory and praise, you know, because he guides my every footsteps and my every footstep. And I believe that he opens doors 
um, for me. And that's just what I believe. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm loud and proud about it. So anyway, that was some updates. Haven't done like some real big updates in a while. So I wanted to definitely do that. Um, and now I want to shift into uh, introducing you to our guest that's going to be on the show today. And her name is Taryn White, and she is the owner of Trip Wishlist. And when I tell you, you want to meet this beautiful sister who has a love and a passion for travel, so much so that she has traveled to more than 75 countries, all the 50 states in the U.S., plus six continents. Baby, come on now. That's a traveler. That's a world-class traveler for you. You understand? And so we definitely wanted to talk to Tara, find out what she's been up to, and just learn more about her perspective on travel. Okay, so I'm going to get her on the line. Y'all know how it goes. Get her on the line, so don't y'all go nowhere. This is Charlotte Van Horn, Black expats in Panama by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlackSidRadio.com. Hang on, I'm going to get her on the line. Everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our Beat Community Platform or BCP. That can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information, offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well, and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you.
Torrid, how are you? Doing good, good. How are you? I am doing good. And you know, you always had that smooth radio DJ voice. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all loud and raspy and wrong. <laughs> I know people will be glad to hear you talking today. I'll be trying to practice. But it's good to um it's good to see you. It's good to reconnect with you. You've always been someone who I've admired because I, you know, you, you've always had that travel background. And, you know, like we were talking about before we started um the interview, it's just the things that we do, we just think that we do them and that's it. But some people are like, wow, you did that. So you have a very exciting story to tell. And I just wanted my um, guest to meet you. So please do introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I am Taryn White, passionate world traveler. Um, I visited uh, more than 75 countries in all 50 states and six continents. And I still have a huge case of wanderlust. Um, one of my, I guess, passions within the travel space is actually multi-generational travel. I've mm -hmm. taken my family on trips. Um, my parents are the foundation for my travels. It's always been a passion of mine. I, geography was one of my favorite subjects in school. Um, I used to look at maps and, and, and imagine what it was like in a particular place I put my finger on, you know, on the map. Um, but that was one of my pastimes was looking at maps of places. Um, and so geography class in middle school was one of my favorite subjects, just learning about other cultures. It, it planted a seed there um, that also planted a seed at a very young age. Yes. Yeah, so I think that you were, you were saying you're, you travel for your parents, you know, like when you started to travel, you started to travel because you knew that, you know, your, your parents' story of not being able to travel. And, and I say that because you look behind me when I, when I started using that tag, we are our ancestors' wildest dream. You know, when I do events, I talk about the green book. I talk about the fact that we are traveling internationally. Come on, you have been to 75 countries that we travel internationally. And when our parents and our ancestors weren't even allowed to cross the street, you yes. know, the track. So I think it's a big deal. Yes, very, very much so. Parents grew up in the Jim Crow South and their travel was restricted. So, um, you know, crossing borders has a depth of meaning for me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. And did you bring them into travel? They brought me into travel because um, we had my earliest travel memory was a road trip across the country. We went to Oakland, California, because we had family in Oakland. Okay. And so I remember, I remember um, looking at these big maps, you know, we used to have these Rand McNally maps in our cars yes, I and huge. <laughs> I remember looking at certain states that we were going to travel through, like New Mexico, and trying to pronounce the names of cities like Albuquerque. Um, and so the landscapes, I still kind of remember vaguely just, I remember looking at the map. Yes. Um, of New Mexico in particular. I remember stopping in Oklahoma. I remember visiting uh, relatives in, in Oakland, but my parents were the ones that introduced me to travel. And then in turn, I have pushed them to go uh, to places that I go. 
Right, internationally. Internationally. Well, that that's good. Um, you know, I can't remember other than like just, I never remember a road trip like that, like ever with my family. And like now that I am into like travel and tourism, which I never could have imagined myself being, I started to reflect on my first memory of travel as well. And um, my first, what I know is that growing up as a, uh, a young person, the only people I knew that had traveled internationally had gone to Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. Nobody else in my world was traveling. And so, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. So they kind of planted the seed and then you took it and you watered the earth. <laughs> yeah, and my kids, my kids are, you know, they've been a bunch of places also too, a dozen countries um, in their young lives. And I was an adult before I went outside the country, so. Yes. So now, so that takes us to, so tell us about your your family and where you live now. So wait, when you grew up, you grew up, did you grow up in Virginia? Where you, I grew you up grow? in Tennessee. You grew up in Tennessee. Okay. So you grew up in Tennessee and you're now in, in Virginia. Yes. So tell us about your family. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so I, you know, my husband and I, we met in college. We didn't date in college, but we met in college and dated after college. A few years, several, several years actually after college. So uh, we went back to our alma mater, University of Virginia. That's where we got married. Okay. And um that's where Virginia kids, came in, huh? Yeah. What'd you say? Uh -huh. I said that's where Virginia came in. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's where Virginia came in. Yeah. Um and so I kind of once I went to college here, I kind of stayed up in the northeast mid-Atlantic. So I've lived in New York and Boston and Philly, as well as DC. Mm -hmm. Um so I just kind of moved down this you know, 95 corridor. <laughs> Um, and so our kids, they're 10 and seven and they wow. have so much personality, so much personality. I'm a girl mom, just like my mom was a girl mom. Um, and they have like this openness about them when they meet people. And I think it's because of the travel they've, they've okay. been to, they've been to Colombia. They've mm -hmm. been places where people look like them. They've been places where people don't look like them, where things are done differently. And so they're just really open-minded little girls. And, and you know, the, the baby, you were like just about to have her when we met. Isn't yes. That <laughs> Seven years. Yes, I know. I and cannot they, believe how fast the time went by. So your, your oldest girl has visited more countries than she has years of life. True. That's true. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I mean, that that is, I think traveling is an education and just an enhancement to your life that you just can't put it into words because it's always going to be an individual experience. And it's like, what things will they remember? And as they get older, because I mean, just like you, like I remember my parents took me down the road, you know, we took this trip to California. They're going to remember their parents took them all over the world and they're going to have special memories. Like you remember reading that map. 
you, you know, you're like, I just know I was trying to pronounce those names. That is just absolutely incredible. So when they're when they're traveling, like um, what kinds of things do they recognize or like what is it that you most enjoy about seeing them in different areas of the world when you're on travel with them? Well, they're little food critics, so they like tasting the different food, especially okay. desserts, especially desserts. <laughs> so they probably are. They they started ranking uh, their food experiences and their hotel experiences. Oh, and dear. so I'm like, oh, OK. It's like this is number one. This place is number one. And that other place over there was number two. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, so, you know, just. We um, were recently in Hawaii and, um, you know, they're like, oh, well, this this shaved ice place over here, that was the best one. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Taryn, that is amazing. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that is amazing. So then, okay, so this also brings me to another one of my things. And I think I'm going to do just an all-out campaign about passports during Christmas time. I am just going to do something every day about, or listen to me, let me, let me not get ahead of myself. I'm going to do as much as I can about passport, promoting passports. So like, how old were your kids? How old were your kids when you got them passports? Um, let's see. I think, I can't remember. Like I, I, I got the passports, even though we weren't planning a trip. I just went ahead and got the passports. Just mm -hmm. in case. So I want to say at one years old, but I'm not even sure. I know the first child, she took her first trip. It was domestic. She took her first trip at two months. Wow. Um, and her first international trip was probably 18 months or something. Um, I think. And then the second child, I I can't remember when her first trip was, but you know, when you have two babies, it's a little bit different, <laughs> you know, your time and ability to do things yeah. is a little bit yeah, different. Yeah, there, there are a few years in between them. Um, I think that so far, like within my group, I think somebody said their, their grandbaby got their passport at two months. And I don't know, I know both of our grandchildren have had their passports. And what I always say is that, you know, we need to have our passports. And I don't think that some people think of kids having had their passports. But I really encourage everybody, if you have to roll, you want to take your kids with you, right? So, I mean, if you had to leave the country in an emergency or say, you know, something happened and not even your city or anything like that, but just that you wanted to leave the country in an emergency, but you don't have a passport, where are you going? And then if you if only you have a passport, somebody has to keep your kids because they're not traveling with you. Right. You know, if you have to leave. So, I mean, I just think that it's a necessary ID. And I definitely like to encourage people to consider a passport over Nike. Period. Definitely. Period. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's, these are like things that shape them. Um, and it's so enriching um, versus any kind of material thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because it gives them the keys to travel the world. And I was even thinking about like your kids and um, the way that they're like, they're becoming like foodies and, you know, <laughs> hotels. I mean, that's because they're traveling. 
That is because they're traveling. And, you know, I think it would be really cute if they had their own show. <laughs> they could Yeah, go, it look. would, it would be, Huh? that would be interesting. That would be interesting. It would And be. one of them, I, I definitely, um, well, both of them too, they have different personalities. It would be quite interesting. I used to um, do video of one of them cooking, but I think that they would just have a lot to say, say about a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And the and the things that, you know, these kids, um, they notice, you know, I spent some time, well, our kids, both of our grandkids have been to Panama at least once, so I'm happy. They're five years old. And I want them to see Nana and Papa in another country. I want them to see that. I, I mean, to me, it was so important that we get to share that with them and that where I come from, the generation before me, The only, only place that I'd known them to travel was Vietnam, uh, internationally, Right. right? And for me to be living abroad, you know, like two generations, it's, it's it, the next generation, actually. And then for me to be able to show for my grandkids to have passports, I didn't get my passport till I was grown, you know, way grown. I think 2004 was when I got my first passport. But for my grandkids to be able to see us actually living in another space, it makes a difference. It, 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 it promotes the generations to do more and to do more. They're just going to do more. So now when I'm doing these cultural relocation tours, Tarn, you know, Black people, we're just really starting to embrace this. You know what I mean? In a big way. And um, it takes them a long time. longer than other people to say, you know what, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in this. This is what I'm going to do. This is going to be our summer home. They got to think about it. They got to pray about it. They got to fast about it. They got to talk to people that ain't about it and everything. Whereas other people who have that experience from previous generations are on it like that. And then when we come back to make a move, that's gone. Those opportunities are gone. You know, opportunities are always moving. So I like now that we're kind of changing the trajectory, you know, of, of where we're going. Now, you've, you've traveled to a lot of places. I mean, 75 countries. Um, have you ever thought about living in another country? It seems like every country I visit, I'm like, oh, I could live here. <laughs> There's something about almost every country um, that I visit that makes me think that. And, you know, from our conversations in the past, I was trying to, in my 20s, move in. But like there wasn't the kind of infrastructure, the Internet, there weren't, you know, there wasn't the ability to communicate with people as easily. That's really the only reason. Yes. That I, I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm not so sure if what existed, uh, what exists now existed then. I would already be somewhere else. I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> but Yes. I, I planted the roots here. And I, you know, I, I actually don't have that many years left with the older kid. She's lived with me now more years than she has left, which is crazy. Um, you know, so I, I think about just what you say. like before she's 18. Right. Yeah. She'll graduate at 17. And so Wow. just trying to keep some, some semblance of stability there. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, to answer your question, I, 
I think I've thought about, there's been quite a few countries, uh, but one recent country stands out and that's Portugal. Um, I visited there for a second time this summer. I was there um, in June and July. And I mean, I just love it there. It's, it's now coming to be a place that it's becoming more popular. When I first went several years ago, it was still a little bit under the radar. Um, and when I was there, I told my husband I could retire here when I was there the first time. Um, and so I went back. I'm like, same, same thing, same thing. Um, it's just, you know, a country with the, the like Panama, um, the, the sea, the water is not that far away. There's a lot of coastline and beautiful old cities, great food mm -hmm. and affordability. Um, as it relates to Europe, it's probably, you know, well, it's definitely one of the most affordable European countries, particularly in Western Europe. Mm. Um, but it's not too, too far. You can get on a nonstop flight from Dulles to Lisbon. So how you know, long, it's not, how long yeah. is that flight? Um, I want to say it's like seven hours somewhere in there. It's okay. not too bad for Europe. It's the, right, know, one of the first right. countries it's, you get really to. really not for Europe. You, you know, for Europe, you're right. It's interesting that you say that. Let me ask you this. So you went to Portugal about seven years ago, I think you said, and then you returned recently. Did you notice more of a presence of Black, Black people there than you did before? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it's one of the top, cities for black women expats i think i read recently yes. before i didn't see too many black tourists um yes i didn't see that many black travelers the first time so and that because and that's why i asked you because it's um right now like the top 5 i want to say is um costa rica mexico colombia portugal and panama I think there's so, you know, Portugal, I just never thought about that. And I mean, what is Portugal like as far as like the people there? Is it more melanated or is it more, you know, European looking? Um, I mean, it's European looking. It has like, you know, they they have their old, the old cities that have, they're so charming, have so much character. Um, and they have like these tiles that, um, there's a Moorish influence, you know, from Africa. And so um, it's kind of interesting, that Ooh. history, um, but it's colorful. And, um, you know, the food's great, especially for seafood lovers, but there's other, you know, it's not just seafood. Um, but yeah, no, I, I notice a lot more diversity this time. Um, okay. There were festivals going on too. So maybe that has something to do with it. It's like a festival, like all throughout the summer, it seems. But it was definitely more diverse um, this time. Okay, well that that that's cool. I'm glad that you you've been there. Are there any other places that you know, like you would that you would think of or that you went that you really loved? And how do you feel? And how how do you feel when you go to places that where the language is not English? I mean, how do how do you feel like you manage that? Because that is that is an issue for people. People are very intimidated, um, especially people who are not traveling. They're very intimidated about going to a place where 
the uh, English is not the the primary language. So yeah. how do you feel when you go to places like that? It's it's never really been a problem. I mean, um, in a now more so than ever, a lot of people, especially in like the tourism industry, speak English. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in some of the countries, particularly in Europe, speak English, like in Portugal, Portuguese isn't spoken anywhere else in Europe. And so they speak English. Um, a lot of people speak English there. I, I find, you know, fewer people seem to speak English in like Latin America, um, but Spanish is so widely spoken there. Um, so I'm trying to think like when I've gone to other places like Asia, there, I've, you know, if you like China, I guess China was the place that was the most challenging because there weren't as many English speakers. And yeah. so you and kind you of. Begin, you cannot begin to understand the writing, you know, at least in when you're in some countries, you know, there's going to be that Latin underlying, you know, uh, relationship. Alphabet. No, no, none of that. You did, uh, you know, so some stuff you can kind of figure out by just looking at the root of the word or something. Right, right. You got the same alphabet. Okay, I took some etymology or this looks like the same word in English and you can kind of read it and you can exactly. kind of, you know, you might know some words. In China, though, there was just, that was kind of confusing. There was not, you know, I had to make sure I printed stuff out, had stuff translated certain phrases translated into Chinese, like, uh, I need to go to this hotel or, you know, wow. um, and a lot of it was gesturing, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> like, uh -huh. <laughs> I learned um, that's a big part of language. I've yeah. recently learned that, you know, the gesturing is a big part of learning language. They say what only 7% is what you say anyway, something like really? that. Really? I didn't, so, I don't know about that stat, but I know something that, like that. that. Yeah. Told me, I thought it was kind of silly that she was saying, making me do all these, like say to say I'm hungry, say yo tengo hambre. Um, and I'm like, okay, girl. And then I noticed a friend who, you know, doesn't speak that much English and he speaks with his hands. And I was like, I get it. I knew that he was talking about being on a plane, you know, because he was like, he was doing turbulence with his body and that it was turbulence. And I'm like, whoa, I felt like I was in the story. So yeah, so you that that's probably true. So you probably right. gotta rely on body language a lot. Yeah, and then it's just it's just funny too, you know. You just kind of go with the flow there. There, it's just you know. Well, I don't understand. Like, there's a restaurant where we were trying to get this like hot pot of stuff, and we just had to rely on pictures, you know, of the food. I'm like, well, what what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> And, you know, as far as body language goes, being in other countries, it's like sometimes interpreting body language. You know, if it's low context or high context, um, culture, what's what's cultural to them, you know, like they may be doing something that you're perceiving in one way, like body language wise, that is completely off base <laughs> for them, you know, and, and vice versa, I think, too. That's why I think it's very important to understand the language and to also understand the culture of different places that you're going. So, okay, so we know why you love um, travel um, and it makes perfect sense that the trip wish list was created. So tell us about the trip wish list. I just can remember you coming in and sitting down. I said, I said 
I think she don't get to talk about this trip wish list with nobody but me because she'd be like, you sit down like, okay, we finna talk. And, um, you know, I just can remember you were, you were birthing it. You were trying, you know, different things with it. And I'm so proud of you because you have gotten that thing off the ground. And so tell us about the trip wish list. So do you want me to start at the, I guess, the beginning? Um, I, well, you know, originally I was trying to do an app with it and that's where the name derives because I love lists and I have a travel wish list of places, of places I've been and places I want to go still. Um, but I've kind of morphed it more into like a, a blog. I did start the blog when I was working on the app. Um, but it's more of a blog and a resource. And I do trip uh, planning as well as group trips. So that is the primary um, business that the trip wish list is doing. But it, it stemmed from my love of just making lists and lists of places. I wanted to know, I wanted to list out the places I wanted to go and the places I've been and organize the, you know, just the thoughts about those different places. Um, and, you know, I'm, I still haven't given up on that original idea completely, Yeah. but I, I just, you know, once you start down the path of, um, like you always said, put yourself out there, Yes. then there's things that you couldn't have imagined that come knocking. And then you're like, well, let me go find out about this, you know? That's so, uh, <laughs> started blogging. Then it, has, then, it, then it has to make sense. And then, you know. I mean, it just going going with it is, I think, the success of it and being able to go with it. So let me ask you this. I meant to ask you earlier. There are going to be some people. You said wanderlust. Explain to us what that is. Wanderlust. Uh, it's like an insatiable appetite for travel. Wow. You know, you just want to go everywhere. Just, I think, I think once you, it's like getting tattoos, right? <laughs> they say you've been bitten by the travel bug and then you just, you know, you just, you gotta, you can't, you want to go. Where can I go next? I think I'm kind of sort of getting there because we're going, we're doing a trip in, um, we're doing a trip in to, to Mexico and I am just like, you know, superficially looking for another, another ID to have in my wallet, another residency. So I think that's kind of my thing now. I just want to, I just want to have other places to belong and be. I want to have other places that I can legitimately call home. And so I am looking for, for one more. So I don't know if that's, that how that that's like wonderless. So I wanted you to definitely tell us that. So now one of the things that you do through trip wish list is that you do host um, you do host tours. So um, tell us about what you have coming up. So one of the trips that's coming up is a trip to Bermuda. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a women's beauty and wellness retreat, a four night luxury beauty retreat. Wellness. Beauty and wellness. Hey. Yes, okay. beauty and wellness. So there's some beauty aspects to it, makeup tutorials, photo shoot, and some wellness activities, meditation, some yoga, some healthy eating. And then to me, just socializing with other women is healthy. 
Yes. Um, just that social connections because studies show that women that get together regularly with their friends are happier and healthier. And so just bringing women together to form those bonds, it, it, it forms emotional connections and it's just another aspect of health. Wow. So, you know, and you know something, I don't think I've really seen like a beauty, a beauty wellness, a beauty, yeah, beauty and wellness retreat. I love that, you know, because actually as I'm getting older, um, I've never really been a makeup, you know, never really worn makeup. It's dirty. I just, it gets on everything and I just got of use, I, and I never like really putting soap on my face or any kind of cleanser, really. I just use warm water and Vaseline. That's my, that's oh my, my gosh, you just blessed. you just blessed. Wow. <laughs> that has been my regimen forever. The only beauty product that I cannot live without is Vaseline. I cannot live without it. It is the only thing that I put on my entire body is Vaseline. I put anything else on my And, but as I older, I'm starting to wonder if I need to focus a little bit more on my skin, um, you know, making sure that I'm doing things like I don't use sunscreen or anything, um, making sure that I'm doing those kind of things. And I've noticed that even though I, I would never be the kind that wear makeup every day, I really like to take some time to really learn how to do it. I think it's cool when chicks can put they when they get their face together. I'd be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I mean, I think it's really, really cool. And I think that when you when you when you have your, your makeup is on point and when it's right, when you when you know how to do that right, you don't have to be dressed up. You know, you don't have to be. You don't have to add all these other things to just that can just be your accessory. You know, I think, you know, right. people do the eyebrows so well. So that's interesting. I think that's a very interesting concept. When you do, when is that trip going to be? That's the one that's in April of 2020? Yes, April, April 19th through the 23rd. April 19th through the 23rd. Okay. I'm going to put your link in the bottom so that they can, um, they can, they can find that. And um, Bermuda, that's cool. So um, anything else you want to tell us about the, the trip list or anything that you're doing? So one of the things that I, um, since I started like travel blogging, it has opened doors for me as a travel writer also. And so I've been able to um, become published. a freelance travel writer hmm. uh, for various, you know, publications, Condé Nast Traveler, Afar, National Geographic. Um, I think you've seen some of the articles. And so that's another avenue that allows me to, um, you know, grow and promote myself and my ideas um, and, and ensure some kind of diversity of perspective and travel through these large publications. And I really love doing that. Um, and so I, I get invited um, to go places um, by, you know, destinations and locations. Last week I was in Virginia Beach with Visit Virginia Beach, um, attending a surf competition. Well, I, I wasn't in the surf competition. I was just, you know, there for it. Um, <laughs> but just getting to know Virginia Beach again, it had been a while since I had been there and I love what they're doing there. Um, it's just a great 
into the summer and I met some other travel writers there too. Um, but I, I really like um, that as a, another platform uh, for me. Uh, it's kind of like I have a business that has a few different, I guess, I don't know, directions or streams or, you know, it's it's the, the group trips and then there's like the travel writing and then there's you know, like I, the I, blogging I, I too. Studied, yeah. I studied and thought of another one for you. <laughs> you thought of another one for me? Absolutely. I think it would be great to do a retreat with the writers. I think it would be great to do a retreat with the writers and go on an experience and see how, and then compare how you capture it. Like if you all share the same experience and then just compare how you captured it, you know, and it's like how you capture things. It's like now that, you know, I travel more, I bring in groups every, every month and to Panama. So I kind of do the same thing that I never get tired of, but I, at the end of the trip, never fails. I say, does anybody have scenery pictures? I'm a, I take pictures of people. I take photos of people. I love to get photos of people like when they're off alone and they don't know anybody's watching and they're just looking out at the sea or just people in their moments, you know? And so those are the kind of things that I capture because those are the kind of things that my eye sees. And then you'll have somebody else who have no, no photos of people. And just to put that together, I think would be like totally awesome. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm, you always have you know how, ideas. You know I love it. Ideas would just start flowing. And it's good to be around people like, you know, yourself. And let me say this. I got to get ready to go. But let me just say this. Um, I never knew. Somehow I missed the point about you're being a lover of list. Who does that? I have never, ever in my life heard anyone say, I love list. But that's, I mean, there, I mean, there are people that probably do and just have never really identified that I really like list, you know, and I guess this keep you on point. Is that what it is about list? They're organized and I'm like this planner organizer type of person. And so I have a list of things I need to do, a grocery list, you know, it's just, I, it's just so many lists going out. I, I you know, I need a, a list for the list. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that because sometimes I forget things. And I- See, that's and why I make lists because I won't remember. A list will help that. My problem is my list are all over the place. Where did I put that list? I know I wrote that down somewhere. It's like, it's not an organized thing, but I really probably, that really- struck me because I really probably need to incorporate more lists in my life at this particular time, you know, because some things I just don't get around to. And I wake up in the middle of the night and say, did I do that? And I if know I have, that you I do, you do have lists of things. Cause I remember distinctly that you, you know, you like to accomplish things and you, yeah. you know, so I know you do lists. I do, I, I do not, not, not like where I consider myself really organized. Um, I think that I'm more of a, an ideas person. It's like when I have an idea, I know I got to write it down. But now that I'm getting older, it's like, where am I writing it? So my girlfriend bought me a journal 
And that helped because I never had a journal before. So she used to always buy me journals and I finally started using them. And now it's like, I can't live without them. And I try to write stuff down on the date, you know, and stuff like that. So I can backtrack, but I just love being around people, you know, like you. Um, and like you said, you were talking about women getting together. Um, it is, it is really, it is so important. And I, I love women, you know, and I figured out, you know, a long time ago that women are my passion. I just think that we are just the dopest creatures ever, 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 ever. You understand? Ever. And I mean, I'm serious. It's like, I have a book club, Black Girls Thinking Grow Rich. I look forward to that book club every single month because sisters get together and we talk. And it's like, we're funny. You know, we're, we're, you know, a lot of us are much more transparent than, you know, especially Black women than other like cultures. And I just think that we come together. I think that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. You know, when you find a group that you can trust, and that's the thing too, having that tribe that you build the trust with, that you can share, you know, and then that sister can share back with you. It's just things that happen that are magical when we're together. And that's kind of like my sisters in Panama. It started out Sister Locked in Panama, where I wanted the, my clients mm -hmm. to meet to see Panama. And I want, wanted Panama to see this amazing hair system on these sisters. And it just took a life of its own. When you put women together, it was like, it was so not about hair. It was just so not about hair. So we did the first two as Sister Locked in Panama, and then we transitioned. The last one we had, it was crowns. It was all about the crowns, and I'm going to keep that. But then we transitioned to Sisters in Panama, and we just going to meet here and do let it do what it do, you know, <laughs> just get together and let it flow. Oh, my God, Tara, the relationships, you know, that were forged and are still going strong. It's, you can't... Mm -hmm. Those are just experiences that, and moments that you just can't make up, you know? Right, right. Can't you can't so, curate that. It's just organic. Organic, organic. And, and I think that's what I like about us too. And we're not afraid to be organic. You know, we're not afraid to bust out in a song. You know, my tours are crazy. You know, because I mean, we say we had Hank sing, uh, spend half the time singing. <laughs> Don't let a jingle come up. That like, we be moving on up. You know, there's just stuff that we connect to. And what mm -hmm. I've learned from doing these tours is that African Americans, in particular, we are so connected by entertainment, movies, music. You know, we are so connected by that. TV shows, um, very much, very much connected by this. So you can, I mean, I, you can be with a group and say, you know, get my children out of here and everybody busts out, you know, laughing because everybody knows exactly the, the color purple scene that you're <laughs> reenacting. And I think it's special and it's, it's unique amongst us. So it's been good to chat with you and um, I appreciate you taking the time um, I really appreciate the information you gave us on Portugal because a lot of people are looking at Portugal and I didn't know it was only seven hours. So learn something every day. And so thank you so much for being on the show, Tari. Thank you so much for having me.
Do you want to have, you have any parting thoughts you want to leave? I don't want, I know I get to talking too much. Do you have any parting thoughts you want to leave with us or? If people want to reach out to me, they can follow me on Instagram at Taryn Traveler. Um, but, you know, most of all, I just want to tell people to, to, to get outside your comfort zone, go see your backyard, your city, your state, another country. Just do it. Yeah. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Get your passport. Get your <laughs> so passport. You do that. Get your passport. Well, thank you so much for um, being on the show, Tara. Thank you. And there you have it. Wasn't that just another amazing conversation? You know, like I was telling Tara and I said, you think that the things that you do are just things that you do. But things that you do are exciting to folk who haven't done them. I mean, hearing Tarn talk and, you know, Tarn, we didn't really get into how we came together, but Tarn uh, was actually a Sister Locks client, one of my Sister Locks clients in Virginia. And I just can remember she would come in and we would just, our, our conversation would be mostly about business and about, um, you know, building businesses, creative ideas and different things like that. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed our time together. Uh, beautiful sister. And I think that the fact that she's doing this and I've seen how she's grown out the trip wish list since, you know, since, since I met her, which, you know, was when her, um, her, her, her last baby was born. It's just kind of amazing. It is um, because I know it's not easy to do. It's not easy to grow a business have a family and a regular J-O-B as well. Okay, it's just not easy, but I'm really proud of her and what she has accomplished. And I hope that you all have enjoyed her conversation. I hope that you all have, you know, listened to her talk about her kids and their experience with travel and that you would want that for your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren as well. I'm going to start reminding you guys as we're getting closer to the holiday season, to consider the gift of world travel to those people you love and to those people who, if they ever needed to get up out of the United States, like quick, fast, and in a heavy, that they could go, that you could say, come on, let's go. Um, we need passports, y'all. I mean, beyond thinking about relocating or anything, we need passports. Passports need to be a required identification for us. I mean, I give applause to, you know, our kids, to their children, both had their passports like very early, but definitely before two. I think Zola before one. Um, and th this, it's never too soon. It is never too soon. Just think of that passport, that passport as a required ID for all of us. For those of us that don't have, you know, the money or the resources or the, the life convenience, to travel right right now and just get that passport because when things change, you're ready. You're ready to go. So just get that passport. If you have a passport, make sure that you have some time left on it because you may want to go to a country that requires that you have at least six months remaining on that passport. So make sure you know where you want to travel and that your passport will permit. So with that said, um, I just want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank my main man, Daryl Spears, the Conversations Podcast Media, for producing this radio show for me. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Follow us everywhere on Black Expats in Panama. Remember um, to visit us at blackexpatspanama.com to um, check out our new Beep community platform. It's amazing. No lie, no lie. Let me know what you think about it, okay? And in honor of my guest, Miss Torin, we are going to leave you with one of my favorites, Bill Withers' Lovely Day. So I'm going to leave you with Bill Withers' Lovely Day. That was her song of choice. And, you know, when Bill Withers died, I had one of my friends call me and offer her condolences. She was like, because I know how much you love you some Bill. Let me tell you something. Bill Withers is a bad boy, okay? He is a bad boy. So I'm looking forward to this myself. Hey, listen, I love you. I love you. I love you. And there is just nothing. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is nothing that you can do about it. Peace and love, y'all. Till next time. Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glasgow, New Jersey, right here on BlackShiftRadio.com. Signing off.